Don't you know that you so wrong, man? You're wrong and here's why. Chris and Greg don't see eye to eye. Like none of the time. Robert Covington sticks. I don't care what you think. How is LeBron James the king when he's ruining teams? Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. I'm Chris Warwoodell, joined by Greg Crone. Gregory, how are you? I don't know how to survive, I don't think, without, like, football on Sundays. And I feel like it's worse this year for some reason, which doesn't make a ton of sense, because by the end of the Eagles season, I was almost happy to see it go. Yeah. But, like, Sunday rolled around this week, and I was like, what, what am I supposed to watch here? You forget that, like, they don't really put – good men's college basketball games on Sunday. Like I caught a little bit of South Carolina, Georgia on the women's side, but like there really weren't. And I'm saying this, I know on, on a day that Purdue lost as the number two team in the country, but that's not like mm. that happens. That happens almost yearly for Purdue. So probably I think it's probably happened like twice this, this season for them. So yeah, it's that kind of year in college basketball too. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, I really like didn't know what to watch. I like got mad that the the Daytona 500 got canceled. I don't even care about NASCAR. You were gonna you were, you were so desperate for sports that you were gonna watch cars drive. Yeah, pretty much. That's kind of where it's at. I need what I really need. If we're being dead serious, yeah, I need the Euro Tour for the PDC to come back because mm-hmm. at least that gives me like an all day Sunday thing. Like there's the morning session, there's an afternoon session. Uh, you know, with the the semifinals and the finals, and that, that you're, that's not done until like at least four o'clock on a weekend day, where nothing else is on until baseball really rolls around. So I was trying, I was trying to come up with a joke, uh, and uh, now I can't even think what the word is. I uh, trying to to for what PDC meant. I know obviously <laughs> what it means, but I couldn't. I came up with dragon catchers, but I wasn't happy with it. <laughs> I mean, that's the truth. <laughs> close, I guess we could say. That was uh, um, we're watching. We're watching Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Little little dragon catchers. <laughs> could have watched the Harry uh, Potter series, Greg. I could have. I could. I, I can't though, because if I try to watch, if we we were to try to watch anything on TV that's not the kids run the house. If the TV goes on in a common room. It's for something that that I don't particularly want to watch. More than oh yeah, like, no, I've experienced I've experienced that. Anytime I'm at my friend's house that they have a kid, we're sitting in a room and they're watching like random YouTube shit that's just insufferable. Yeah, well, that's where that's where it's tough when you get around other parents. Like uh, we we had a thing to go to on Sunday morning, and when we went to the the like lunch after, uh, the only other people with kids there immediately pulled out an iPad. And they threw on Miss Rachel. Now, we don't watch Miss Rachel, right? Now, that, that I'm sure at a certain point, like if you put odds on uh, us having two kids under the age of like six. At BovadaSportsBook.com. Exactly. Uh, if you were to if you were to like put odds up, like do they know who Miss Rachel is? It, it's probably like minus 75,000 because mm-hmm. of how popular Miss Rachel is. But our kids don't watch Miss Rachel. They may 
vaguely know who she is, but it's not something we watch in our house. Look, they're familiar oh. with Miss Rachel, but they don't like Miss Yeah, Rachel. there'd be a real problem trying to figure this out on how to pay this bet out, whether they actually know Miss Rachel or not. No, it's got to be clear. They need to be excited about it going on. <laughs> but the second that iPad came out at that at that restaurant, I'm like, it, I know where my kids... Did you say restroom? Restaurant, restaurant. <laughs> okay. Maybe I said... Maybe I said restroom, but I definitely meant restaurant. Sure you um, did, buddy. Continue. <laughs> but like as soon as that goes on, like their attention is completely taken away from everything else uh at at said restaurant. It gets right. it's just uh there's there's a, a screen with moving images. And but then it's the thing when we get home, it's like we want to watch what we were watching there. And it's like, well, right. we, we're not watching that here. We don't we don't watch Miss Rachel. We don't watch I don't know, blippy, whatever, no, whatever blippy. the different ones are that you don't watch for whatever reason you choose. Um, Me, because I'm an adult. That's my well, reason. <laughs> well, true, true. Uh, but it is one of those things where you're like, I know if I even try to turn the common room TV on here, this is we're going to end up with something that I don't I don't care about watching, which is. Always- yeah, last time I was. At one of my friends' house who had a kid, they were watching. I, I couldn't tell you what they were watching on the TV, some YouTube stuff. And the youngest one was watching Cars on my phone. <laughs> That's how it works. That's like, I, how I, got, I, I got drafted into this. Dude, it, it, there are certain points where it's like all hands on deck. You just need everyone's available devices at that exact moment or else we're, you're just done. Well, I've also noticed kids like to take phones for some reason. Yeah. When I was one of the when I was in Charlotte in the summer, maybe maybe it was the September trip. I walked in. We're getting ready to watch football. It's probably like probably forty five minutes before before a a Browns game was on, and one of the they were watching one of the younger younger cousins, and the the younger cousin comes up to me. This is a seven-year-old at the time and she's like you want to play ninjas and i was like (laughs) there's nothing more in my life i would like to do right now so part of it apparently was taking my phone and taking pictures of random things around the house and um i was scrolling through my photos a while back and i was very confused at some of the things that i thought i had taken pictures of just very confused, Gregory. I mean, it sounds confusing. I'm like, who is this person? Why did I take a picture of the wall? What is, what was going on? Um, but I'm glad we're talking about media, Gregory, because I've got something I want to talk to you about. And I think All right. this is the place for that. I was recently sent a uh, an advanced screener copy of the upcoming A24 film, The Iron Claw. The story of the Von Erich family. Sure. Starring Zach Efron from Zach Efron fame, Jeremy Allen White from Shameless, uh, Moira Tierney from ER, uh, and uh, Lily James from like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Uh, I think what, what, a lot of girl things. Um, was in Mama Mia, Here We Go Again. Oh, Baby Driver. Baby Driver was very good. I feel like I'm missing a big one. Some Pam and Tommy. Who cares? Anyway. Those are the people that were in it. So I'm watching this and uh, I appreciate them sending it to me. I got, I've been on a bunch of screener lists and this is, I think this comes out like, comes out like March 26th on DVD. So excited to watch it early, especially while I'm working. 
here's the thing, Gregory. And uh, I want to, we'll say, spoilers for anybody who's interested in the Iron Claw. It's a good movie, by the way. I'll, I'll say that. And uh, and we're going to talk about the Von Erich family. So, Ooh, all right. There, now we're so cooking. This is what I, th- I knew. I knew you would enjoy this one, Gregory. We're going to, so spoilers for the Iron Claw for like, five minutes six minutes seven minutes something like that just just pop back in and see if we're still talking about it <laughs> um so good movie zach efron plays uh kevin von eric and jeremy allen white i wondered when they shot this because i feel like jeremy allen white got really big over the last like 18 months or so so yeah, he's pretty jacked all of a sudden well i meant i meant like big in terms of uh, his fame but yes he is I, I mentioned this to Alexa earlier. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I was telling her who was in it. And she's like, oh, yeah, girls know him from the Calvin Klein commercial. That's correct. Like, Fair enough. Fair enough. But, I, I know um, him from other podcasts talking about the Calvin Klein commercial. <laughs> well, I'm very interested in what podcast you're listening to. But so I didn't, I guess I, there was a lot of this this story that I didn't know even as a, a pretty big wrestling fan. Uh, Zach Efron plays Kevin. Jeremy Allen White plays Carrie. Harris Dickinson plays David. Maura Tierney plays the mom. Holt McCallany, the dad. And um, where's Michael? Michael. Stanley Simons plays Michael. Okay. What a... First of all, great, great movie, not a happy movie. No. There's no way in the world you can make this a happy movie. Not even a it, little bit. <laughs> it is, as you would imagine, basically basically Kevin Von Erich's the main character, I would say. And it's kind of told from his perspective. But, oh my God, Greg. <laughs> they, they almost have to do it that way because he's the only one that's still around. Oh, and, well, <laughs> otherwise, it's ending real poorly. Yeah, for, oh, absolutely. For anybody else. And I was looking at the... I was looking at the... Uh, the IMDb from the Von Erics afterwards to see just like what was going on. And I saw that there was another brother, Chris, the youngest. Yep. Yeah. They didn't even have in the movie. And then I Googled why was Chris Von Eric not in the iron claw? And the producer said it just would have been too depressing. Yeah, no, it definitely would have. Cause if you know, like, like that whole part of it is, is really str- like not strange, but like he was the, not, well, guess, let's go through it. Let's go through right, it. Yeah. Yeah. The oldest one is Jack Von Eric. This is the oldest brother. He dies at five years old. Yep. The next one you have is is David. Or sorry, the next one is Kevin Von Eric, who, again, we already said spoilers, and you alluded to this. Kevin is the only one of the six brothers who is still alive. Correct. <laughs> Following that, you have Carrie, and Carrie, who famously, and apparently in my head, was a lot bigger deal than he actually was as the Texas tornado in the WWF Kerry commits suicide. Uh, and as, as he was about Crazy. to go to jail for after yeah. a second drug arrest, then you have, then you have David who was the one who was kind of propped up to be the biggest one. He's the one that got the original fight for the world championship against Ric Flair. And he dies in a hotel in Japan of what is called an intestinal disease, but almost certainly was brought upon by excessive drug taking. Um, then you have Mike, yeah. who gets hurt during a match, never really recovers, and ends up killing himself. 
And then you have Chris, who, who, by the way, had had brittle bone disease, and he was wrestling. Yeah, so he was and, like, by the way, killed himself. Yes, he also uh, he also unfortunately did that. He was like, because I've watched, so I've watched like I've never I haven't seen this movie. I am intrigued by it because it's it's a crazy story. It's it's like impossible. Like people are like, oh, how how could this be true? And it yeah. it's weird that it is. Um, and it gets weirder. Yeah, no, it definitely does. Uh, but the like with with the younger the youngest one, all he wanted to do was like wrestle like his brothers. But unfortunately, because of like the health issues, really couldn't never really fit in. And then it's just like, yeah, I'm just out of here. You know what I mean? One of those situations, which is sad and just crazy. Their their whole the whole Von Eric story. There's a pretty good if you if you have Peacock and that's because that's where they're currently. The WWE Network stuff is all housed now. There's a pretty good documentary about all of it. Um, it's it, it's so it's so nuts that dude. Just like three days ago, four days ago, there was a Instagram reel that popped up because you mentioned David Von Erich, mm. where they like how they announced his his like passing on like their WCCW television show. Oh wow, he was six eight. Dude, they show this, they show like this entire crazy match between him or between like Devon Eriks or part of the Von Eriks and like the Freebirds, who were like their huge rivals. Um, in the WCCW. Yeah. So they they're they're showing this whole thing. The match ends, David Von Erich wins, and then it immediately cuts to an in-studio guy who announces that he died like two days ago after the match was filmed. Yeah. Like it was it's a it's a it was it was a bizarre way to announce that entire thing. That whole thing is like I mean obviously people have questions because of just like the nature of how that happened, but it's just uh it's it's just uh, it's not like luck, it's just un incredibly bad like just every how it happened. And like it's the whole family, right? Like it's it's nuts. Yeah. I will say they're definitely way taller than they portray them in the movie. Oh well, dude. It, I know I mean, you got Efron. And yeah. Like, when when you when you start this with Efron, who is I think he's like five eight. <laughs> you, uh, and he's playing Kevin, who is six two. Carrie six two. David six eight. Michael was six one. And I mean, as a result of the genetic issues, Chris was five five. Well, the craziest part about the 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 Jeremy Allen White part is he's. He's smaller than Efron, and Carrie was definitely bigger than Kevin. So, like, it's it's a weird it's 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 weird to see the pictures if if you know what the real guys look like. Yeah, he's looking at five seven. You see the pictures of the cast, and you're like, well, that I'm not sure this makes any sense, but I, I've heard I've heard good things about the movie that it's very it's very well done, uh, and I'm definitely interested in seeing it. That's that's for certain. David but, was at least the tallest one in the movie, but he wasn't exponentially taller than anybody yeah. else. And he should have been, because if you watch any of that old stuff, you can also go back and uh, watch like old episodes of WCCW on, on the network and stuff. Uh, and it's like, he was way bigger than all of those. Six inches, listed as six inches taller than anybody else. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Okay, let's talk about the craziest part of the story. Sure. And I, did, I didn't know this until today, Gregory, because I thought the movie was just like combining stuff because they kind of, uh, it kind of goes away from Carrie after 
after Carrie has the accident and all that, and they don't really, you don't really see him for a while. So Carrie, uh, as how they portray it in the movie, the day or shortly after Carrie wins, or um, yeah, shortly after Carrie wins the the world wrestling, the heavyweight champion or whatever, he he gets gets drunk, gets in an accident, as happened in real life, hurt his hip, messed up his leg, had his foot amputated. Here's what I didn't know. He wrestled in the WWF with a prosthetic foot. Yeah, they didn't. You knew this? They didn't tell anybody this, right? So when whenever he got into his, his motorcycle accident, I think it was what it was, uh, and he had to have part of his foot removed, or maybe no, his, his foot. fire foot. Yeah. They, they, they eventually ran that as an angle in WCCW where he, like somebody took his boot off of him and it kind of like revealed that he only had one foot. Uh, but yeah, he was, he was so athletic that he was able to be like a legitimate high level professional wrestler with, with the prosthetic foot. He was intercontinental champion in the WWF when with a broke, with a, with a, a prosthetic foot. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's. That's he's athleticism we don't even I, know about. <laughs> he's one of my favorite wrestlers. Like I remember him coming out and whatever and fighting like Undertaker or some shit. It was and doing the fucking Texas Tornado spin punch. <laughs> Dude, it blew my mind. I the first time he ever showed up, I was in I was so young. So young. And I was in I was at the shore with my family and we were just like watching wrestling in 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 the, the beach house. And it happened, and I literally ran outside to tell tell my brother about it. I mean, that's like, you won't believe us. <laughs> you're not gonna, you're gonna really like this guy. The Texas tornado. He came out of nowhere. Yeah, uh, that's I, really funny. I, 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 I thought they were just, I thought they were just like making it a little bit more interesting for the movie. And then I googled it, and they're like, no, he went, he went to the WWF, and they just didn't tell anybody that he had a prosthetic foot the entire time. Yeah, yeah, no, they kept it. They kept it like completely under wraps. It's crazy. I guess back then, less, le- it was less information was less available to everyone. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're talking. The guy died in '93. We're yeah. probably talking about like '91. He was in the WWF. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. And then did, did not like won the Inter- Intercontinental Championship, and then they elected to not renew his contract. That's because of all the off the I almost said off well, the field the, issues. The, the drug issues yeah. ramped up and up and up more. And um yeah. I will say I enjoyed the movie. There was one thing I didn't think was amazing. I, like kind of made kind of grossed me out a little bit for reasons that I'm not a hundred percent sure about. And that is do you want me to tell you about this? Sure, yeah, yeah. And by the way, we're still spoilers for the, the Iron Claw here. Um they try to like make it a happy ending because, and as I, as I later read, I guess Carrie Von Eric like called Bret Hart or Bret Hart. This wasn't in the movie. This is real life. Um, and, or Bret Hart reached out to Von Eric and Hart says this in his book as well, that Carrie was distraught and he just couldn't deal with it anymore. And he said simply, I want to be with my brothers. And then yeah. he went back yeah went back to the family home and uh shot himself but um they tried to like kind of give make it a happy ending by showing the brothers reuniting in what was effectively heaven yeah that's weird and it just it grossed me out a little bit especially when they brought in like the little five-year-old jack who had died 
Okay, yeah, now that's even weirder. Yeah, it just it grossed me out a little bit. It's the one thing I didn't like in in a in a good movie otherwise. Like I thought everybody was good. I thought, you know, this uh I I thought everybody played the roles as well as they as well as they um could have reasonably been expected to because it's not like it's not like this is a this is an Aaron Sorkin movie, right? It it doesn't have to be it's not an Algonquin round table. Like we're it's not gonna be pithy dialogue throughout. That's not what that was. It's not how they spoke. So I thought everybody did a fine job for for that and Efron kind of played it understated and it's clear that that Kevin was not the not the most charismatic, probably not the smartest, but potentially the hardest working of all of them. I don't know. But the ending grossed me out a little bit and brought my grade down. Still, anybody who is moderately interested should definitely watch it. Yeah, that's definitely a bizarre way to end it, um, for sure. Like, for sure. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's an interesting story, uh, nonetheless. So, definitely check yeah. it out. And then they end with uh, the next scene, I believe, is, is Efron's Kevin watching his kids play football and he's he's sitting in the front yard crying and and the kids come over and they're like what's wrong dad and he says i used to be a brother that's so bizarre that's how the movie ends because that's kind of how the documentary ends yeah i used to be a brother we'll be your brother dad that's okay that's weird all right now let's talk about the other thing so wrestling was both great and horrible to this family right sure how if you were kevin and i guess i guess carrie couldn't control this but if you're kevin would you let your kids go into wrestling (sighs) both of his kids ended up i think they still wrestle and carrie's carrie's daughter tried to wrestle as well yeah, she was she was around for a long time on different independent circuits. I don't know if she may have ended up on like a developmental deal at WWE with the WWE. Yeah, and yeah. never really made it from what I saw no. on media. Retired uh, in twenty ten. Yeah, so I I mean, I I, I, I it's hard. It, it's sort of similar to like, would you let your kids play football? Conversation, right? Yeah, very it, much. But if but what if football killed your five brothers well that's yeah that's where the problem is is that it was taken to a, such an extreme in that that like i don't know that'd be very tough it'd be very tough i don't think you could i really don't think you could i think you'd have to be like listen man this didn't this didn't work out uh and doesn't work out the way that we think it might so i say we i say we take a take a, a rain check on that Right. And I believe, despite the fact that they don't say for sure for the other one, but in the movie, they do give the firstborn the name Adkinson, which was their actual name rather than Von Eric. But I believe they both wrestled and Carrie's daughter wrestled under the Von Eric name. Yeah, I think so. (sighs) I think I think they I think they all did eventually because like. And it's weird because every once in a while, uh, different wrestling organizations brings Kevin Von Erich out. Mm-hmm. Like WWE put him in the Hall of Fame. I can't remember what year, uh, but it, it, it was a, it was a while ago at this point. Yeah. And it's very, it's just very, it's 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 just odd a little bit. I don't know. 
Like I get it if you want if you can still like if you still want to be around it like that's kind of what it is. I can't imagine it's it brings up the best of memories. I'm sure there's some good ones and some you know. Well, the guy uh, moved very up bad ones. He's trying to get yeah. away from stuff. Oh, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. So it's like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know if them getting into it would be my best uh, recommendation. Yeah, but I mean, we don't. You don't get to make decisions for other people, and at the end of the day, people do what they know, and that is certainly what those kids knew. What you is know? crazy because, like the when you talk about like the not dynasties in wrestling, but like the the different the like the different families uh that sort of not dominate the wrestling world but you see a lot of it right you mm-hmm. see some some second generation third generation people that do really well Randy Orton comes to to mind as one of the prime examples of a second generation guy that blew up to superstardom still going today uh the whole you know, Anoa'i family, which is like the Rock, or we we talked about all. Yeah, this I learned about this today. The yeah. whole Roman Reigns. Yeah, yeah, Yokozuna, the the Wild Samoans, all those guys—they're all in that same that same family. Like it does work out, but then sometimes you get like David Flair. Well, and, that's funny because yeah. I happen to find an article about the fifteen worst wrestling legacy failures. Ooh. Uh, I wonder if I could guess any of these. Okay. Well, you just got one. David Flair's number 15. Yeah, that sounds about right. So if we're talking about worst. Oh, this is a different list than I saw earlier for the record. Okay. If we're talking about worst, I wonder how old school it gets. Because my Uh, guess. the, the, The one prior to this was pretty old. This one, from what I'm seeing, not as much. More like. More like that, like, I can't give you any, but the, the ravishing Rick Rude generation, I'll just say that. He is not in, no child of his is on this list. Right. So you're talking about guys from like the 80s and their mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. Well, so then that means it's almost a guarantee that uh, Curtis Axel would be on there, who's Mr. Perfect's kid. Okay. So yeah, he is number two. Yeah, I figured he'd be on there, which is kind of BS because I don't think he ever really got a good enough shot in the WWE, uh, especially towards the end of his run there. Um, Ted DiBiase's kid, for yeah, sure. Million Dollar Man's kid is on the list. He is number six, Ted DiBiase Jr. Huh. Let's go. Who? Okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to do, I'm going to play an odds maker at Bavada here, Greg. All right. I'm going to say the over-under for how many you're going to get. I'm going to set it at five and a half. Okay. And we're at two right now. Got two. Oh, three. Oh, got three. Got three. Yeah. Hmm. I think who I might. Are, maybe I'm low. Who Who else has bad kids wrestling? Uh, and not bad kids is like I know what you mean. Acting up. I know what you mean. And I wonder. I wonder if it goes really specific into like WWE only, or if they go even I'd further. Love to down. answer that question. Yeah. For you, but I um, don't know. Because, like, you can, uh, like, there's a time where Eric Bischoff's son, even though Bischoff wasn't a wrestler, he was more just kind of a personality in the wrestling business, his son was a wrestler for a little bit in TNA. He, okay. Would you like me to tell you if that is correct or not? Sure. Because if I tell you if it's wrong, it's an X. And how many X's do I get? Standard three and you're out. Hmm. I'd, let's let's hold off on that one. Okay. We'll hold off on it. that one. Got it. Because I feel I feel like that I feel like that might be too too big of a leap here. I, I can't. Appear to, these appear to all be at proper wrestlers. I can't imagine 
I can't imagine that they don't have Cody Rhodes on there. But at this point in Cody Rhodes' career, that feels a little disingenuous. Um, but that definitely feels like it could be one. Would you like that to be one? Yeah, let's put it on there. Cody Rhodes, a.k.a. Stardust, is number three. Yeah, let's see. All right. Th- that gives me a timeline kind of of when this was made because Cody Rhodes... Well, it Rhodes can't be is- too much. <laughs> like, it can't be from like 10 years ago, you know? Those yeah, kids but- would not be old enough to wrestle. Cody Rhodes is now about to main event his second... WrestleMania in a row. So that that feels okay. Oh, okay. I will tell you here this is an important distinction, Gregory. This article, now that I'm seeing it, is from December 30th, 2015. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense because that that would have been around the time frame of sort not the beginning of the end for Cody Rhodes, but a little bit. Stardust becomes his main his main guy. I've walked around for most of like the last four days just listening to Cody Rhodes' theme song. Mm-hmm. In the WWE, so that's I'm a weird person. It doesn't matter. Uh, it's catching hit, tune, Definitely hit the Pavada over on Cody Rhodes reference. <laughs> so I'm at I'm at four. You're at four. Hmm. With no strikes against you currently. Yeah. Um. So let's go through. Let's go through random early '90s. Roddy Piper's kid definitely I think wrestled, but I don't think I'd guess that. That feels that feels like too long ago. Tamina Snuka is definitely on this list. Or is it only is it only male wrestlers? Uh, it is this. No, it is not only male wrestlers. Hmm. And that surprises me that she wouldn't be on there unless I didn't, she say, I didn't say she wasn't. All right. Well, let's go with that. Then I'll take that as a guess. I am going to give you half a strike for that. Oh, what? There is, there is a snooker, but it is not Tamina. Oh man! So I didn't even know that, that that's how bad Jimmy Snooker's son must have been as a wrestler because I don't even know. Number seven is Sim Snooker. Okay, yeah, he's out. Um, Davy Boy Smith Jr. probably would have been too young at that point, but maybe he was on the the list I saw earlier today. Yeah, but he is Never... not on this one. Never really had enough of a run. Uh, and like he's kind of popped back up outside of the WWE a little bit, but not not nearly enough. Man, I'm trying to think what other random wrestlers could there potentially be? Because there are some now that are getting more and more success outside of it, like Rick Steiner's kid, uh, Braun Breaker, who's an okay. NXT okay. coming up. Okay. Not- okay, so... Not Rick Steiner, but I want you to think like kind of in the vein of Rick Snyder. Oh, man. An old an older gentleman who is known as an authoritarian. Ooh. An older gentleman known as an authoritarian. Um hmm. and he may or may not have been part of a very popular tag team group. Yeah, no, that's with That's a person who was very, who was very uh, important to the end of that Von Erich story. Oh, well, now I'm very confused. Uh, um, hmm. Who did Car- Okay, let's talk. Let's think it out. Who did Carrie Von Erich talk to last? Oh, Bret Hart. Okay, and who was Bret Hart's? Who was Bret Hart's tag team partner? Jim the Anvil. So we're talking Natty. They have Natty and Natalia on this list. Natalia. Nine, oh, man. Number, number 14. That's, oh, this is, this is, 
This is shoddy at best. I've never like, heard of this person, but the I'd next like person. Uh, the, the next person you've never heard of or Natalia Nidar you've never heard of? Oh, never heard of any of these people. Oh, well, that makes sense. Um, uh, I guess Cody Rhodes because we randomly talked about him on the show a couple weeks ago. Uh, Natalia Nidar has been in the WWE for like 15 plus years. Well, at that point, it would have been eight years. And That's true. Yeah. That's true. And they had tried, they tried the New Heart Foundation, which was weird. It was like her husband, who's like kind of in there, and then Davy Boy Smith Jr. I think may have been the other guy. It didn't. It didn't work. Oh boy! Um, a lot of, by the way, just a lot of talk right now that the the Browns are going to cut Nick Chubb. That seems like a bad idea. Sure does, but we'll talk about that if it actually happens. Let's get back, <laughs> let's get back to wrestling legacies. <laughs> Well, it's funny you say legacies because Cody Rhodes and DiBiase and Orton were in a, a they were in a uh, faction called Legacy, right? As us, oh. second generation guys. I can't imagine. There's no way they put gold dust on this list, but they might. It was gold dust. Dustin Rhodes or Dustin Runnels, I guess, because it's it's Cody's no, older brother. Yeah, I didn't think he's not. He's not. That's, that is going to be official X number one. This is ridiculous. Um, Natty Neidhart, we already said. Who else would be okay? I'm gonna. How about this? I'm gonna read you. I'm gonna read you the descriptions, but leave out the okay. names that would be that. That's probably the best way to do it. Our number one is more Vince McMahon's fault for blank not getting over. Blank has done a remarkable job playing the character, but for some reason McMahon has failed to pull the trigger on the grandson of blank, son of blank, nephew of blank, and blank. The guy gets tremendous reactions from wherever the blanks are pitted against some of the some other group. The crowds go insane. See the recent League of Nations altercation. Oh, it's uh, it's not Bray Wyatt, is it? Sure, is Bray Wyatt. Great. Yeah, that's that's uh, yeah, that makes sense. Man, yeah, R.I.P. Bray Wyatt. Oh, but that Jesus. does make sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, Let's... he. He held he held world titles, so like it's he did eventually get a shot, but they never really figured out that character, unfortunately. And then health issues, uh, unfortunately, you know. <clears throat> number four, number four, Gregory. Sure. There are some wrestling pundits out there who believe that if Blank could get his demons in check, he'd be the best of the new Blank generation. But like many who struggle with personal demons, Blank has proven hard to work with and erratic in the ring, providing an unsafe work environment. On one event. The guy performed an unplanned shooting star press off the top rope of a cage onto several unsuspecting wrestlers. His excellent skills got him signed not once, but twice to the WWE developmental deal. But his attitude has gotten him released twice, not to mention the allegations of rape and being in the crosshairs of RCMP. I don't know what that means. That's Royal Canadian Mounted Police. It's That's Teddy Hart, isn't it? Teddy Hart is correct. Yeah, that's that's. This is the game we should have been playing the whole time. We took probably. a lot of time to just guess and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyone who listens to Jim Ross's podcast or happens to be a wrestling history buff should know all about the blank. Blank was one of many to challenge Bruno for the belt, and now infamously is remembered for being one of the bookers behind WCW's early failings before Bischoff took over. It was during this time that his son Blank debuted. Clearly, Blank was nowhere near the level of his father in the ring or even ready for wrestling. But sadly, his biggest claim to fame is heading to the WWE, where he was part of the Blank Team 2000. That probably gives you too much. Wearing the pinnacle of early 90s wrestling fashion, Zubaz. Oh, man. Uh, I know exactly who it is, and I can't think of his name. 
Oh, it's going to bother me so bad when you say it. Um, you giving it up? Yeah, go ahead and say what it. What if I give you the, I'll give you the, the nickname of his father, okay. Cowboy. It's, it's Eric Watts. That's who e- it is. Eric Watts is correct. Good for you. Oh, man. I'm not, that counts. I'm letting that go. <laughs> All right, that, that's good. I'll tell you. <clears throat> During the, this is number eight, number the, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> amazing. I haven't coughed before. During the big boom period of the 80s, so many legendary stars were born and gave birth to so many hopefuls. Fans actually got to meet blank, son of blank, when he was just a little baby blank, appearing with blank and his wife at various wrestling events. It was quite possibly the cutest thing ever in wrestling. Perennial babyface blank coming into the ring, carrying his baby boy in matching ring robes, no less. But Blank, despite having what Jim Ross would call huge upside, would suffer several injuries and be cut from the developmental roster. Because of this, Blank is the only member of the list, tragically, who couldn't live up to the legacy of the Blank, as opposed to being a failure. Is it is it Ricky Steamboat's son? Gregory, it is, in fact, Richie Steamboat. <laughs> that, that, that was an unbelievable guess. This is the one who I don't really, I don't know. The, I'm not 100% sure who this person is, but it seems like it was recent enough that you might know. Okay. <clears throat> Blank's first run in the WWE gave us, not so mem- gave us the not-so-memorable Blank character, being led into the ring by two fandoms, Terry and Jacqueline. But recording conversations in the locker room unauthorized led to his immediate release. The son of WWWF transitional champ Blank did little to add to his family's legacy. Besides WCW's attempt to make him a ripoff of Mr. Perfect, returning to the WWE couldn't do him any favors either as Blank became a joke, trying and failing to impress Stone Cold week after week. He now works as a chiropractor, hopefully making a better showing for himself than he did in the ring. Sean Stasiak. Is correct. Whose son is he? I don't know whose son he is. (laughs) I only knew that because you got to the chiropractor part. Even though... God, old WCW. Stasiak was a a tag team guy in WCW. I can't remember, unfortunately, the guy he was partners with. They were a pretty good tag team. That's that's a very random person to be on that list. Here's the hint I'll give you. This is going to be the oldest father, I believe. Uh, As the son of the... Okay, well, you probably shouldn't need much more. You can stop me if you know it after this first part. As the son of the longest reigning WWE champion ever. It's Bruno San Martino's kid, isn't it? It is. And what is his yeah. name? Uh, it's like David San Martino. It's 100% correct. Yeah. All right. Yes. <laughs> I figured you didn't need more than that first line. You're right. All right that, that streak's got to be coming close to an end with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns held the belt for like five years. Number 11. Speaking of blank, he too makes this list. I, I guess we probably should have started from 15, and this, that would have made sense. As part of the comedy act blank, blank, along with blank, were a fairly decent act during the Attitude Era. Oh, but it's, was, uh, it's, you, it's Brian, uh, oh my God. It's, it's, uh, it's Scotty Too Hotty and Grandmaster Sexay. Brian, mm, it's Jerry the King Lawler's kid, but his last name is correct. It's not his last his name, isn't it's Brian. Oh my god, I'm so mad right now. I can't think of his name. Uh just say it because I'm I'm never gonna sit Craig, here forever. 
It's this is me, Chris, telling you. This. <laughs> well, Brian Christopher, that's what it is. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, I'll allow it. Who cares? That works. Um, this dude's picture is inappropriate, but it is what it is. Uh, number twelve. Uh, in the seventies and early eighties, there weren't too many bigger names than blank. Well, blank, blank, blank. A former WWF tag team champion, blank rose to prominence in the uh, rose to prominence as of superstar Billy Graham's most famous challengers for the WWF title. When Blank's son, Blank, was set to debut, he came to the WWE with fanfare. Blank had the physique, yeah, I can, yeah, he did. <laughs> that, like, respect. I mean, steroids for sure, but respect. Um, had the physique that Vince McMahon covets, and, but his ring skills left something to be desired. Despite his decent showing in the 1994 Royal Rumble, Blank was gone. A few years later, Blank and Blank would engage in a brief feud with Jerry Lawler and Brian Christopher, but pairing with his Hall of Fame father didn't do much to further Blank's career. After a briefer career in the w- uh, WCW, Blank would retire from the business. Huh. I don't know if I know this one. This this might be the first one I can't get off of the hints. His His papa was... What you you've got a neighbor, Gregory? Sure. You've got a neighbor who maybe likes to work on cars, and that man is of a certain descent. Okay, all right. So it's it's like there's Ivan Koloff, there's Nikita Koloff. Is it someone in that range? You got a name right. I won't say that it was the la- the last name. Is it Ivan Putsky? It might be. Yeah, I don't know his kid's name though. His kid name his kid name is Scott Putsky. Eh, all right. Eh, I should have known that. I, I that's that's very, very old school. <laughs> By the way, this might be the show this week. It might have um, to be. Um number thirteen. I did not know this guy existed. <clears throat> Didn't know he existed. Um it's definitely hard living up to the family name, no matter what level of greatness the name is linked to. But it's damn near impossible when your uncle is the guy who is the single most well-known wrestler in the world. When you, <laughs> when you, when you have zero skills like Blank had, then you're no more than just another NWO lackey who happens to have a super famous uncle. That's Horace Hogan, buddy. WCW NWO revenge legend Horace Hogan. Horace Hogan is correct. So... <laughs> You ended the game with, we'll call it two strikes. That works. I'll take that. I'll take that. That's so funny. What a list. What a then completely different list than I saw earlier. Like completely. Uh, yeah. Why one? Is it in my history still? Because there were some weird, like Davy Boy Smith was in that, that earlier list. Uh, I don't want to search legacy. Sometimes, sometimes these kind of conversations, though, are some of the best. There was a tweet that was going around, and I don't know. It was sent in a group chat, so I don't know who actually sent the tweet out. But it was like the picture of like a booth at a pub, and the caption just said, uh, "I could sit here all day and just name old running backs, and like I could do it for hours." And yeah, that that is that's one of the best parts about one sports fandom, and then wrestling. Like if you. If we if we sat at that booth that's in, that's in the tweet and I wish I could find it, mm-hmm. um, I'd say I no joke I think that like if you said all right you have seven hours in this booth whatever a budget for for drinks and food whatever it is 
I think Bovada could set an over under at like 750 like old athletes or wrestlers or whatever it is and you could just sit there and have conversations about all of them just naming them randomly. That that's okay. the fun part about about all of this. I kind of oh, I kind of want to do this. I kind of want to do the the other list next week. That's fine. Okay, there are There's one uh David Flair's on this list. <laughs> David Flair on every list. Curtis Axel is on this list. DiBiase Jr. on this list. Uh, Sim Snuka on this list. But there are 11 new names. Oh, and this, this is from, this is from 2022. Oh, that's, oh, all right. Now we're even more updated. Let's get in. Like, well, next week we can get into it. Uh, I don't know. Should we just get this done? We can we just know, get it done. Okay, to do. Yeah. Let's see if we can run through this. All right. <clears throat> over under. Let's see. You you crushed the over in the last one. Crushed the over that I set for you at Bavada on the on, over uh, on the recent list. We've got eleven names on this list. You didn't. Did you miss? You missed one. You missed uh, Putsky or whatever. Yeah. You got. Like, I don't remember what it was. Let's call it one of like, you missed one of like nine. So if the, this is 11, some of these wrestlers are older. Okay. And there are some, there's some more women in this. I'm going to set the line of the 11 at seven and a half. That's, that's officially seven and a half at Bavada. Where do you think you're going? Where's your confidence here? Out of eleven, can I get eight and only miss the three? I think I can. I think I think I think I go the over with it. All right, let's go. Another fifteen. That works. Some, some would argue that Blank was incredibly successful in her short time in professional wrestling. However, she wasn't as successful as she could have been, and ended up as a failure in the end. And she doesn't look like she'll be rebounding anytime soon. And this is not written quite as well as the last one. <laughs> the daughter of Blank and stepdaughter of Blank has alienated most companies she's worked with and hasn't wrestled in two years. Again, 2022. Blank has a match coming up in 2022, but she was at one time the Impact World Champion. It's that, I know who it is. It's okay. Tessa Blanchard. That's correct. This one might be hard. Uh, number 14. The only success that Blank had was what his father, Blank, gave him. Wrestlers like Kevin and Kerry Von Erich have made their names as great wrestlers despite uh, their dad's show of favoritism, even making it into the WWE Hall of Fame. However, Blank remained overshadowed his entire career by his father. While Blank held titles in the AWA, that was Oh, it's all Greg on... Gagne. Good. That was who I... Good for you, man. Good for you. This is, so this I, I'm, is... I'm, I'm slamming. I'm hopping on Bavada and slamming that over. The only reason I, I mean, I, I spent a lot of, when the WWE Network first came out, they have this show on there. I forget what it's called, but it's essentially like five, it's five dudes sitting at a table just talking about old different areas of wrestling, whether it was like about the NWO or old school wrestling. I had to watch this tonight and it's the best. And that's why I know a lot of these names. Is this your favorite show that we've ever done? It really might be. It's a good one. It's what I needed. I'll say that. Just talk about wrestling for 50 minutes. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, just, I like the game aspect of it. <clears throat> and we got to talk about Iron Claw. Well, what did we get to do? Should... Yell, yell about the All-Star game and how everybody hated everybody it? Should watch. Everybody did hate the All-Star game. There's got to be major changes. Something has to, something has to happen because, I mean, 
they East scored 200 points. Make it more, make it more competitive. Make them play for something. That's it. That's how you do it. I know, but it, they tried to play for something, and we're <laughs> we're straying dangerously close to actual sports talk here. Um, <laughs> they tried to do that in baseball, and it just didn't work. Yeah, well, that's because. Uh, most of the guys in that game that never mattered. The the thing never mattered. You gotta it's gotta be financial. Has to be. It's the only way you can do it. But what amount of money matters to these people? I know. It's it is the highest paid guys typically that are in this game. I don't know. You'd have to figure that out. But the NBA has money. They could figure that out. I don't know. They're struggling. Little little known organization. <laughs> <clears throat> By the way, the the uh, a town close to me, not where I live. Is uh, their youth basketball league is called the NBA, and I was like, <laughs> you might want to not do that. <laughs> yeah, probably change that. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but there's a fairly popular league with that acronym. They may have a problem with that. Yeah. Well, anyway, number twelve, Blank had wrestling royalty in his blood. His father was the legendary Blank. His brother was blank, considered one of the greatest members in the history, sure, whatever, of the Four Horsemen. However, try as he might, blank never made it a success in professional wrestling. He wrestled in Crockett promotions the same time that blank did, but he was a mid-carder and only got wins over enhancement talents. I don't know what that means. When the WCW tried to put him in the Four Horsemen, fans mostly ignored him. And never once, he never once found the success that the blank name should have guaranteed. Oh, who's the guy that everybody hated in the four horsemen? <laughs> um, oh man. And I know it too. Like I do. Hey, first, it. when you, when you, you start with 10, you got 10 seconds. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to get it. I don't know if I'm going to pull the name. I'm going to be so mad when you say it. Eh, just tell me it. That is your 10. It is Kendall Wyndham. Ah, uh, not who I was thinking of. Makes sense, though. Dad, Barry Wyndham. Yeah, all right. I could see that. One miss. Number like 11. That. As the son of the legendary Blank, Blank should have been a massive star. However, WWE booked him in, in a manner where fans only saw him as a joke. From this picture, I get that. The company <laughs> branded him as... Blank and put him into a team with the drooling big man named Blank. When, while Blank came out of the angle and reinvented himself as Doc Gallows, Blank wasn't so lucky. After the tag team ran its course, WWE rebranded Blank as, oh my god, Blank, a rap gimmick. It was a complete failure. He dropped off the card and the WWE released him one year after the gimmick change. He is now a police officer. Oh, who was. It was Gallows and oh man, this is this one's tough. Uh, it's so specific. Wait, you got you got the important part. Luke oh no, no, Gallows? Never mind. no. no Luke G Gallows, Gallows, Gallows with Festus. Yeah, Gallows eventually went on to and Gallows and Anderson. They might still be in the WWE. Actually, I'm trying to think. This but is I so. Can't... This is so niche. I'll give you. The last part of this gentleman's rebrand, the letter J. Oh, the letter J. This he, falls it, in, it was a it was a rap gimmick. Th this falls in that weird time frame, like 
where I the Attitude Era kind of ended. Mikey was really into wrestling, Let's and I was Mikey kind of like, yeah, he would probably you want, you want know. A friend here, <laughs> uh, he probably would know. I I don't know, unfortunately. Number this... eleven, Ray Gordy. Okay, okay. The son of the legendary Terry Bam Bam Gordy. Yeah, this is a harder list. Yeah, that's a lot of NWA, WCW guys, like old school WCW guys. Number ten. Blank has been a wrestler for over 15 years and worked for a few different promotions. He's a member of the Blank family and is the cousin of Blank, awesome name, and Blank. Blank has worked as a tag team partner to his cousin, Blank, for the most of his career. He was with the WWE for about 10 years and even became a tag team champion, but it was a short-lived reign. His gimmicks have primarily followed along with his Hispanic heritage, as well as being the most well-known Spanish bullfighter. He sat in the WWE limbo for a while before being released from his contract. Now he's working on the independent circuit. Oh, man, I know this guy. I'll spot you. The, the tag team partner's name is Primo. Yeah, it's Federico, isn't it? Yes, uh, what does he go by? It's, oh my God, Primo and... You just wanted to say it. I could hear oh it in your voice. God. Enzo? No, it's not Enzo. It's Epico. Epico is correct. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Number nine. The Cologne family. There it is. Yeah. All right. We're, Number nine. We're back. We're back. While never mentioned on WWE. <laughs> Excuse me. While never mentioned on WWE TV, former WWE superstar Blank. How is he? What? That doesn't. That's weird. Whatever. Okay. The superstar Blank is a member of the, whatever, Rotunda Wyndham family. His father is Blank Rotunda, who famously portrayed IRS in the golden era of the WWE. His uncles are Barry and Kendall Wyndham. Welcome yeah. back. And his father, his grandfather is Blackjack Mulligan. Even though his brother, Bra Jesus Christ, they all It's got to be shit. Bo Dallas, right? That's exactly who it is. I gave you a lot of names there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, it's Bray, and Bray Wyatt, the brother who gets the mention here. Yeah. I got very confused for a second at where that was going. But I, I'm listen, to be fair, I'm a Bo Lever. I have the Bo Dallas, I'm a Bo Lever t-shirt. Don't tell people. You don't, don't ever repeat that. <laughs> I said it out loud. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I'll cut that out for you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this, but it's the name we said earlier. The... Anoi? Yeah, the Ano Anoi family. Anoi. The Anoi family has put out some of the best wrestlers in the sports history. And I'll just say, and this guy is also one of them. Oh man, it's it's not gonna be it's not gonna be the guy who became Umaga. It's gonna be the other guy. The list includes the Rock, Roman Reigns, the Usos, Rikishi, and many more. Though most of their careers skyrocketed, Blank, the son of Blank was not one of those stars. Oh, man. Though he competes on the independent wrestling scene, he is not as well-known. Blank was a member of the WWE roster for a short period, but disappeared just as quickly. His television debut was in the fourth, was as the fourth member of the faction, Blank. Spoiler, we've talked about it earlier. He joined forces with Blank, Blank, and Blank. WWE removed him from the group and then released him from his contract shortly after. I don't know. I just don't know. It's the, I will tell you it is that legacy group, Gregory. Oh, really? He was on? This guy was a part of that? I have no idea then. This is 
the son of wild Samoan Afa. Ah, oh yeah, I'm, I'm out. Manu. Hmm. Uh, Manu. Okay. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. Number six. This guy looks older. <clears throat> As one of the four sons of blank, blank really had to step it up if he wanted to compete with the likes of his brothers, Brad, Brian, and blank, and, and Scott blank. Uh, blank was a competitor for several promotions and competed against top names. Blank played a few different gimmicks throughout his career, but most famously was the road dog, Jesse James in WWE. Brian Armstrong? Close. Uh, it's, Brian, uh, Brian was one of his brothers. It's Brad Armstrong? That's another one of the brothers. Oh, man. I don't know the third one. There's a fourth one. I don't know the fourth one. <laughs> uh, Scott would be the third one then. Okay. We are talking about Steve. Yeah, I definitely don't know Steve Armstrong. I know the other three names I all at least recognize. Uh, he had a long career but failed to make an impact in any major promotion as a professional wrestler. He's been a huh. WWE referee since 2006. Oh, well, good for Scott Armstrong. Or Steve Armstrong. Sorry, my apologies. I don't know if we did this guy earlier. I think we did. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it anyway. I think he was on the first list. Okay. Um, with his grandfather being blank and his father being blank, blank, blank's name defined who he was. There were high expectations for Blank when he signed with the WWE, and after a short time in development, he appeared on Season 2 of NXT. Later, he would join the New Nexus faction. The New Nexus faction? Before being sent back to development. He reemerged with a different gimmick and even became an Intercontinental Champion. Fans had a hard time getting behind him. He eventually became a comedic character, portraying a Hulk Hogan-style gimmick. I don't. I honestly don't know. But this ended after Hogan's recording sparked controversy. Blank tagged with Bo Dallas for a while before the WWE released both. Uh, I don't. I don't know. That's annoying. I'm annoyed. The grandfather was Larry the Axe. Oh, that's Kurt Henning. That's uh. That is. That's the what you call Curtis Axel. He was on the first list, right? He was. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um. This is a little bit of a this is a little bit of a curveball, Gregory. Ooh. The legendary Blank family has had some incredible highs in the wrestling business, but they've also had some heartbreaking lows. Most of the family passed away at a young age and not leaving much of a bloodline to continue their name. The daughter of Blank, should, do I have to say any more? Bloodline? Is it Tamina Snuka? Are we back on the Snuka family? No, come on. How how'd this whole thing start, Greg? No, I don't. Uh, is it Natty Neidhart? Are we back on the Neidharts? No, come on. What, what did we, we spent the first half of the show talking about? Oh, it's it's uh, Von, uh, Von Eric's daughter. Sorry. Yes, what, what is her name? Uh, it starts with a K, doesn't it? It doesn't. The daughter of no, Carrie Von Eric, Lacey, tried Lacey to get into Von the wrestling Eric, business. I hate myself. But her career was short-lived. She signed a developmental deal with the WWE in 2007, but never made it to the main roster. Uh, independent circuit, trying to improve and become a bigger star, signed with TNA, aligning herself with the beautiful people. She's since retired from wrestling and now runs her own business and has a family. These are the things I should know, Chris. I don't know what else you should have in your mind. Number three, Greg. And by the way, you've got two misses now. The daughter of the late blank and current AEW star blank was born into Mexican wrestling royalty. 
The Blank family is one of the largest in the wrestling world and has put out major stars in the past. Blank signed a WWE development deal in 2010 and left in 2014. She won one championship and competed against stars like Paige. She left the company because of personal issues and never made a WWE comeback. Blank eventually appeared on the independent scene, primarily working with GCW and the Women of Wrestling. She worked for AEW as a ring announcer for their women's tag team tournament, but disappeared soon after. She's currently married to former WWE star Aiden English and is focused on focusing on building her brand. Oh man, because this is this is recent, like a re, like a more a way more recent since I've been back semi watching. Well, she did. Um, she left wrestling in 2014. Yeah, but that was like right when I watched it for a little bit. <laughs> and you talk about Mexico, like because that was like Daniel Bryan, all that kind of stuff. Aiden when you, come on, we talk about Mexican wrestling. Who are we talking about? Talking Eddie Guerrero, probably. Is talking it Eddie Guerrero? Is, is, but it's not. I mean, Vicky Guerrero was his wife, but she was and way more involved. So I don't know his daughter's names. Her, his daughter's name is Shaul Guerrero. All right. Well, I might be pronouncing that, but it's S-H-A-U-L. So I'm saying right. Shaul. All right. Um, all right. Well, we got three misses. So the the under hits at Bavada, but we've got one left. Number one, Gregory. All right. The Blank family is probably the most famous wrestling family. Coming out of Canada, do we need more? I mean, it's got to be someone in the Hart family. Blank Hart started a wrestling school that turned family members into ring competitors. The school also created many other stars, but Blank's son, Blank and Blank, were two of the best of all time. Blank Jr. is a direct relative to them. The son of Blank, Blank, and Blank. Blank, there's a, is there a Bret Hart Jr.? That can You've be. You've said this person's name already. Oh, Davy Boy Smith. Is correct. Well. Uh, junior. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Davy Boy Smith Jr. Uh, and he has, he's got, kind of got the same physique as his dad. He's not. He does. Like, it's defined, but he's got that like big chest. Well, yeah, probably it's a so lot uncommon. less. And so that's so uncommon in wrestlers of that generation. <laughs> probably a lot less uh, 1980s steroids running through his body. Allegedly. Yeah, not as, not as cut, but yeah. here I am in horrible shape judging this gentleman. So. <laughs> Isn't that what we all do? Uh, fellow? I'm like, look, I don't see any defined. Ass. <laughs> no, like, yeah. he, he's no, uh, he's no, what's that? Putsky or whatever that guy's name was. <laughs> What the hell was that guy's name? Scott Putsky. Yeah, he's no he's no Scott Putsky. That guy. Did I? Yeah, Richie Steamboat. Yeah, he's no Scott. Yeah, Putsky. we went through. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like he's no Scott Putsky. It's a solid way to understand the show. Yeah, that so sounds going good. That's uh, gonna be it for this week's weird tangent episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. I'll tell you, Greg. Oftentimes, I have this thing where I find myself repeating topics on various shows this week. I think we're safe this time. Probably. Probably. <laughs> That's it for You're Wrong, and here's why. Chris Orwardell, Greg Crone. We'll see you next week.